Hi, everybody. John Branning here, welcoming you again to my podcast this week at the Trump Poems. Uh, This week, the week ending December 14th, we've got one, two, three, four, five Trump poems to share with you. Most of them, as you can imagine, having to do with the two articles of impeachment that the House Judiciary Committee approved along party lines and will be sending to the entire House to vote on next week. and also a little sidebar issue where Donald Trump was very disappointed not to be named Time's Person of the Year. So let's get into those poems right now, shall we? The Trump poems get underway this week with uh, reflections on a joint appearance of Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, and other members of uh, various committees announcing that articles of impeachment were going to be drafted and eventually uh, discussed, of course, and then, depending on that vote, presented to the House of Representatives as a whole. And uh, along with that was news that the long-awaited DOJ Inspector General's report regarding the uh, validity behind launching the Russia investigation was going to be released. And there was quite a bit of discussion about that, which we'll get into more also. So our first Trump poem getting... uh, things underway for the week is called Predicate and Caboodle. They've been trying to take me down since the day that I was born. And in fact, with Dems involved, it's likely since I was a fetus. Accusations that my oath of office I had long forsworn. Dems won't come aboard the Trump train and keep trying to defeat us. Did they spy on my campaign? I keep on claiming that they did so, even though a new report says there is not a shred of evidence but my buddy, A.G. Barr, weighed in, the facto, not so ipso. So it seems Christopher Ray may soon begin collecting severance. It's a partisan, gratuitous, and most of all, pathetic exercise by Democrats to overthrow the last election, when my phone call with Zelensky was completely copacetic, nonpareil, quite an accomplishment, and void of imperfection. But the Democrats are using that discussion to impeach me by asserting I solicited some foreign interference, while I also fought to prove the long arm of the law can't reach me by ignoring their requests with unrelenting perseverance. Nervous Nancy was uncertain just which quo I had pro-quitted, and the other day launched into a reporter looking dour, said her motive wasn't hate because of the facts would prove I did it. So, obstruction of the Congress, piled atop abuse of power. I've achieved more in my tenure than perhaps all other POTUSes. That's not remotely true, but facts I often find unwieldy. So as I dispute these charges, what I hope nobody notices is I don't pledge allegiance, but instead insist on fealty. As the very contentious discussion over the articles of impeachment got underway, Donald Trump was very dismissive of it all, of course, and tweeted and retweeted relentlessly and said that it was a sham and a witch hunt and a hoax and all that kind of stuff. And so our Trump poem about his initial response to the discussion with the uh, articles of impeachment is called Dismiss Demeanor. Abusing my power is not even a crime. This impeachment is lighter than air. 
Turn on the TV. It's quite clear that I am still insisting this all is unfair. There was nothing done wrong here, to which I'll admit, and Republicans all stand behind me. Once it gets to the Senate, they'll quickly acquit, since the GOP follows me blindly. And right on the heels of the IG's report, with Bill Barr and the FBI sparring, my pal Sergei Lavrov stopped by, just for sport. His appearance some pundits found jarring. This push to impeach me is clearly a sham, promoted by Dems who are desperate. As far as obstruction, I don't give a damn. Cooperate? I've got no zest for it. From our Constitution, I claim that I'm granted immense and unfettered dominion. So, from my perspective, it's clear why I've ranted against all conflicting opinion. Right now, the support from my party's unbroken. So far, that's been par for the course. Against my imperial view, no one spoken or uttered a word of remorse. And yet, by my name, there will soon be an asterisk due to impeachment proceedings. Those who support me throughout this disaster risk chance of election time beatings. Don't count me out, since you know I'm a genius. I've said that so often the name stuck. But if I keep treating truth as inconvenience this time next year, I'll be a lame duck. Once the Inspector General released his report, the Inspector General from the Department of Justice, his report about the validity of the investigation launched by the FBI into foreign interference in the 2016 election, which the FBI labeled that investigation Crossfire Hurricane, uh, that Inspector General was summoned to appear in front of Lindsey Graham's Senate Committee, and he had uh, quite a bit of discussion about what was and wasn't found in his report and what his conclusions were versus what Attorney General Bill Barr and the other attorney that Barr had designated, whose name is Durham, to do a separate investigation into it all. And our Trump poem about that, uh, which is in the voice of the Inspector General, whose name is Michael Horowitz, is called At My Horowitz End. My name is Michael Horowitz, and I spent nearly two years preparing a report about which Donald Trump had few fears. The POTUS was convinced, without a moment's hesitation, that this would prove existence of a deep state in our nation. A crack team I assembled, and together we produced this. I came out hard against the FBI and their abuses. Their Russian interference probe, named for a Rolling Stone song, came under criticism for some processes found so wrong. But what it does not cop to is a finding that the Bureau was biased against Donald Trump. On that point, it's quite thorough. The reasons to begin this probe were grounded in legitimacy. The POTUS still claims otherwise, by reason of illiteracy. Bill Barr, Attorney General, and his investigator said folks should wait for their report. It's going to come out later. But both men issued statements taking issue with my findings, and Barr said that the thinnest of suspicions were behind things. I'm the Inspector General, just so you know my title. My independence from the AG counts. In fact, it's vital. So while he and the POTUS have opinions, I have my own, and we're all free to disagree. I hope in a polite tone. But Barr called this a travesty, and POTUS tweeted, Dirty cops! They're taking aim at my report, not firing very sturdy shots. They're trying to spin it their way, coming to their own conclusions. We'll have to see how many are seduced by their illusions.
If you watched any of the discussion by the Judiciary Committee regarding the articles of impeachment, and when I use the word discussion, uh, I'm being polite, it was very contentious, as I'm sure you know, even if you just caught the little clips that were on the nightly news. Uh, lots of ranting, lots of railing, lots of accusations, lots of finger pointing, lots of tangential discussion, uh, lots of discussion still about process as opposed to substance. And then, as you may recall, Jerry Nadler very quickly gaveled to a close of a long session on Thursday, which had run something like 14 hours, brought it to a quick end and said that they would come back on Friday to have the actual vote regarding the approval of the articles to be then sent to the House. That happened on Friday morning, very anticlimactic because it was just kind of two quick roll call votes and it was done in a matter of about 10 minutes. So our Trump poem about that, about Trump's reaction to it, and about some of the statements made by certain members of the committee uh, on that Friday morning is called The Morning After. Endless hours of debate. GOP loves me. Dems hate. Impeachment now is one step closer. Does this make me happy? No, sir. Phone call? Perfect. Without question. Quid pro quo? Nope. Just suggestion. Aid withheld, but then released it. Scandal here? There's not the least hint. Gates went after Hunter Biden. Kept his DUI in hiding. Arizona's Debbie Lesko thinks I'm guilty even less so. Louis Gohmert, with a lame pout, read the whistleblower's name out. And Jim Jordan, quite the sleuth, said Article 1 ignores truth. Andy Biggs caused a disruption when he said Trump hates corruption. Ranking member Douglas Collins kept on with his hootin' hollerin'. Once both articles were passed, I said that I'd been long harassed by Nervous Nancy. She's a liar. Ousting me is her desire. Do you know what I just realized? Impeachment here is being trivialized. Emergency's the only reason. False alarm should equal treason. Still, these articles were passed. Full House vote is next to last. Then the Senate's turn to try me. Mitch McConnell's job to stymie. And just as the articles of impeachment were passed by the Judiciary Committee, came word that Time Magazine had named its Person of the Year. And although Donald Trump was one of, I think, five finalists for the recognition, he did not get the cover. It went to teenage climate activist Greta Thunberg, who had quite a year herself. Donald Trump was not very happy about it. He issued a tweet, which caused quite a bit of commotion. Uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, number one, the fact that he was that concerned about it. Number two, that he went after a teenager, even though she's a public figure. Number three, it was contrasted with what happened a couple of weeks ago during testimony from one of the congressional scholars, where uh, one woman made a ill-advised joke using the name of Donald Trump's teenage son, Barron, and she was roundly castigated for it. And to her credit, apologized. Uh, nevertheless, Melania Trump came fast and furious over having her teenager subject to some level of public ridicule, and that's certainly understandable. But she was silent 
about her husband's tweet about another teenager. And the only statement about it came via the White House press secretary who didn't really apologize for it. So our Trump poem about the person of the year on Time Magazine is called Times Not On My Side. Time Magazine, your cover sucks. Of course, I do not give two fucks since more than once I've had my photo on your cover, lots in toto. Greta Thunberg's just a teen. She made a face when she'd last seen me. She has got to work on anger. Funny how she sparks my rancor. She should go and see a movie. Since she doesn't think I'm groovy, she may not like two weeks' notice, filmed before I was the POTUS. I was also in Zoolander. Greta, I don't understand her. Climate change just isn't real. She shouldn't be acclaimed, ideally. Once before I tweeted at her, that post also caused some chatter. My tone then was also mocking. So who finds this new tweet shocking? Bullying. My wife's against it. Some folks say they're now incensed. Quit picking on this teenaged activist. You're providing unattractive grist. I have a right to my opinion. She's a loser. I've got thin skin. Know what I did? Not too shoddy. Pasted my face on her body. Once you are a public person, gloves come off. Feedback worsen. It was her choice to be famous. Mine? To be an ignoramus. That brings episode 24 of This Week of the Trump Poems to an end. A merciful end, perhaps, for some of you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, as always, reminding you that these poems can be found as they're posted in real time at thetrumppoems.com, on the Facebook page, The Trump Poems, uh, via Twitter, there's a link, uh, The Trump Poems 1, the number one. And of course, we're looking forward to now the entire House getting involved in approving, uh, we expect, the articles of impeachment and something interesting going on that came out uh, right at the end of the week that. Uh, a Democrat in the House may actually go to the other side uh, because he doesn't want to vote for impeachment. So we'll have to see what happens. But obviously a lot will be going on. So we'll have plenty to talk about next week and this week at the Trump Poems, which will be next week at the Trump Poems, depending on when you're listening to this week at the Trump Poems. So this is John Branding saying again, thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you again soon. Take care.